have a real shot to get to. Frazier's got it, and the Big Ten Championship is in Champaign! <laughs> rush the floor! And now, broadcasting live and local, from the 98.9 The Game Studios in Effingham, Illinois, it's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks. We're going to save the uh, for tomorrow. We need Eric here. <coughs> Excuse me. And Eric Fry. <sighs> it's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Welcome in, uh, welcome in to another day, to another edition, to a Thursday edition of the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9 The Game, ESPN Radio. What's happening out there, uh, people? Travis Sparks here. Hopefully Eric will be uh, joining me at uh, some point, popping in and out of the uh, studio. And uh, coming up here here on this uh, Thursday, we'll take a look at uh, some uh, local sports action that happened uh, from yesterday and last night. Not a lot going on. A little light schedule for your Wednesday. We did have some uh, soccer regional so we'll hit up on that and of course we'll get up to date on the schedule for today as well and as we venture on into week nine of the uh, high school football season we will have uh, some uh, we got to take a look at the polls so uh, the uh, polls entering the uh, final week of the uh, regular season where our area teams stack up in the associated press and we'll also uh, be doing uh, some more playoff talk as well as did a little exercise yesterday. We dove deep into the playoff picture yesterday, but we continue that conversation as well because there's just so much to dive into and there's so much stuff that needs to be sorted out before uh, Saturday's selection show. And again, our playoff extravaganza show right here on 98.9. Stay up with us as we'll be on the air from 7 to 9 as the pairings will be released. I believe that they usually do that around 8 o'clock in the 8 o'clock hour, so get our live reactions and uh, find out who's in, who's out after what is going to be shaping up to be a wild week nine. So we'll talk more playoff talk coming up. And also in the uh, podcast, we will talk to uh, two area coaches uh, that will hopefully have an impact on uh, the uh, playoff picture. And both hopefully will be playing in the first round. But FEM's got to get there first. They got to get their fifth win, and that's easier said than done on Friday. Catch up with Coach Hefner in the podcast, and also Eric caught up with Coach Watkins from the Cumberland Pirates as he talks about his pivotal matchup with Argent that we talked about, just how important it is for both squads there. So we'll dive into those interviews coming up in the podcast. And, of course, you can find that favorite podcast wherever you find your favorite pods, iTunes, Spotify, the website evmradio.com as well. So uh, we have a, a lot to uh, 
talk about a lot to dive into uh, today. So uh, let's just go ahead and let's get it started. And uh, let's get it started with what we always do. And uh, let's get it started with First Things First. Before we get into the show... First things first. And we're starting off in Major League Baseball as we'll start off in the postseason once again today. And it's just road teams going to be winning this thing as it happened yesterday as it was the Astros finally getting on the board and winning a game here as they got the W as they won this one 8 to 5 was the uh, final score last night's game for game number three of the ALCS. And again, you know, we talked about uh, the other day, and as we've gone along here in the postseason, not a lot of exciting uh, games into the postseason. And quite honestly, it continued last night as uh, the Astros got to Scherzer early and often as, my goodness, not a very sharp at all. Uh, here in this postseason star for Max, Mad Max, as these once was called. Four innings, five hits, giving up five runs, and it was four to nothing before you could really sit down and get uh, settled in. And then it was a uh, five to nothing by that point in the uh, fourth inning, and that's when they chased the Scherzer out of there. And he had a walk, he had four strikeouts, and gave that up that home run to Jose Altuve, and that made it four to nothing at that point. But there you go again. Not very much excitement. Yes, the Astros are trying to make this a series. They're trying not to get swept, and they won, so they won't get swept. But again, the game wasn't very exciting. Uh, I mean, it was a blowout there, and yeah, the Rangers, they tried to make a comeback. Uh, Jiang got a home run there to get uh, the Rangers on the board. At that point, it was 5-2, to two, and then he would homer later in the seventh inning. But again, that was only a three-run deficit. It was 7-4 to four at that point. And so, again, we don't have a, in a very exciting game. But hopefully now with the Astros at least taking uh, this game, we can make it a, a series, and we can try to make it as an exciting series as we can because things aren't looking good on the NLCS side. Uh, for an exciting series, but we'll have to wait and see what will happen this evening. Of course, the Astros, they get another uh, good pitching performance uh, from their starter, uh, uh, Christian Javier, as he went a five and two-thirds innings, giving up three runs, a couple of runs, one walk, and a three strikeouts. He did give that up that home run uh, there in the fifth inning uh, to Jung. Uh, but other than that, nothing really... Uh, not really a blemish on the resume there, you would uh, say. So uh, another decent outing uh, for him. But I thought it was uh, quite funny how uh, the, uh, what was it, the um, the Mets, what their television uh, broadcast partners of uh, the Sky Network, uh, they uh, posted Max Scherzer's uh, line about how well he did in the uh, – in the in the game, mm, is uh, some people petty much? Like I didn't see you posting other people's lines, but you happened to uh, post his line. That's uh, quite ironic uh, there. So 
Um, anyways, uh, I, I mean, I, the Mets, they didn't really have much to talk about. You know, the one ended up trading them away, and yeah, he had some bad things to say about you, but uh, still, eh. I wouldn't have done that, but hey, that's them, not me. So uh, hopefully the Astros they can uh, make this a series, and uh, they're trying their best as uh, they'll go to a game of four this evening as uh, Uridi going uh, for the uh, Strohs and uh, Andrew Henney going uh, for the uh, Rangers. And uh, this is a uh, game number four, and that will be at 7.03 will be the uh, scheduled first pitch. But if you uh, can't make it near a, a television, then we got you covered because we're right here on 98.9. You can hear that game. 6.30 will begin the uh, pregame uh, coverage, and that will uh, follow game number three of the NLCS. That's right, as the uh, series of shifts out to Arizona. They're at a chase field. It'll be a game three between the Phillies and Diamondbacks. Hopefully the Diamondbacks can in, get into this and can make this a series as uh, the Phillies are throwing out a Ranger Suarez there and Astros are going with Fadat there who, you know, again, I mean, yeah, threw out Kelly and Gallon and it didn't work out. What's going to happen uh, tonight with Fadat there? Uh, I mean, hey, it worked out in the Milwaukee series, and you got by with it in uh, that series. But uh, the division series as well. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't have a lot of confidence with uh, what Arizona has been uh, thrown out there. And uh, Phillies are just too good. They're just uh, on a roll right now. So we'll see how many home runs they can uh, slug tonight. Or possibly the Diamondbacks can get back in this and can uh, hold them down so uh, we'll just wait and see how uh, that game uh, shakes out and that first pitch is scheduled for 407 but of course if you're not near a television we got coverage for you we got a 630 or yeah that's 630 you, I just mentioned that 330 we'll begin uh, the uh, pregame show coverage for game number three of the NL CS and then game number four and uh, five will be on a Friday and uh, this time the uh, start times are flipped the Astros and the Rangers will be on a four o'clock tomorrow and the Phillies and Diamondbacks for game four will be at a seven o'clock but we will not be having coverage of either one of those games uh, right here on 98.9 because we got Illinois basketball as it's an exhibition game on a Friday. So the very first Illini broadcast will be uh, them. And then uh, let's see. Uh, we won't have any uh, radio coverage for that uh, exhibition game on uh, Sunday. Or, well, that's not even this upcoming Sunday. It's the following Sunday will be that exhibition game against uh, Kansas for the Illini basketball team. But uh, that's just a little uh, coverage update. And then, of course, you got Illini football on Saturday and uh, that homecoming game against Wisconsin. And then the uh, playoff show later on the evening for us here, uh, 7 to 9. So it's uh, a little broadcasting update all for you there all right uh, so uh, we will uh, roll on here and we'll roll on into uh, some uh, local sports here as like i mentioned uh, not a lot from last night but uh there was some uh, soccer action uh, from uh, yesterday 
as we'll see how uh, the FEM Hearts did in uh, their tough regional uh, play. And that was right here in town. And uh, we'll see uh, how they did and how those regionals uh, shake out. And that's what we're talking about coming up next here on the Star Lineup. From the 98.9 The Game Studios, the starting lineup. We'll be right back. Live and unrehearsed. Hey, son. How are you feeling? Uh, I'm fine, Pops. What's on your mind? I just... I can't explain it. Navigating without a compass. Eyes waiting. Started to wonder. Metamorphosis. Lost of who you thought you was. When your kid can't find the language, help them find the lyrics. Listen to the Sound It Out album and get tips and tools to start a conversation at SoundItOutTogether.org. Brought to you by Ad Council and Pivotal Ventures. It's already fall, and that means winter isn't far behind. It's going to be here before we know it, and along with winter come cold winds, low zero temperatures, and disastrous snowstorms. How would you like to face that without a warm winter coat? The thought of children not having winter coats during the cold winter weather is heartbreaking. That's why First National Bank of Brownstown, John Boost Factory Showman Outlet, and Geckner Brothers Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram have teamed up with the Cromwell Media Group in Effingham to sponsor the Coats for Kids program this winter. This program will reach out and provide children in our community with winter coats, hats, gloves, boots, and scarves. But in order for this to work, we need your help. Drop off new or gently used winter coats, hats, gloves, boots, or scarves. Please help out a child in need. For more information, go to FEMRadio.com. Leave low yields in the dust and never look back. Rev up your return on investment with Syngenta. Our innovative portfolio of crop protection products outperforms and outyields any deal, giving you higher yield and profit potential at the finish line. Syngenta, where better yield is the better deal. Always read and follow label instructions. All right, let's see here. Acuron Corn Herbicide. Powerful weed control? Check. Long-lasting residual? Check. Proven crop safety? Check. Acuron checks all the boxes, which is why it outperforms and outyields all other corn herbicides by 5 to 15 bushels an acre. Talk to your local Syngenta retailer or visit findmorebushels.com to discover your revenue potential today. Always read and follow label instructions. Acuron is a restricted-use pesticide. JR Collision, five stores strong. From St. Louis, Effingham, Shelbyville, Greenville, and Teotopolis, we want to say thank you for letting us be a part of your communities. We would like to invite everyone to stop by our shops so we can show you around. Let us answer any questions you have about any of the repair procedures, scans, or calibrations that may be required to get your vehicle back to the safe vehicle you purchased. Whether you are a customer already or just curious, please stop by any of our JR locations. JR Collision Centers, 877 525 Looking for a fun way to win up to 25 times your money this football season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projected performance, and place your entry. You could turn $10 into $250. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Visit prizepickscom playnow and use code playnow. That's code playnow at prizepickscom playnow. Must be present in certain states. Visit prizepickscom for restrictions and details. Jackie Robinson may have broken the color barrier, but he wasn't the first black baseball star. 
The players who came before him, including my grandpa, Norman Turkey Stearns, competed in a segregated league. They were denied their rightful place in history. We're going to uncover the stories of the Negro Leagues and the baseball greats you've never heard of. Reclaimed, the Forgotten League. Listen now, wherever you get your podcasts. And now, the starting lineup. Uh, Hello. Hello. Hello, welcome in. Welcome back to the starting lineup, 98.9 The Game. Hey, Travis, the Olympics are over and done with, so maybe we need to get rid of this uh, music bed. On 98.9 The Game. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9 The Game, ESPN Radio. Sure, I have a Sparks here with you, and hopefully Eric Fry will be uh, joining us soon as well, popping in and out here. And uh, let's take a look at uh, some uh, local results from yesterday. Again, a little light schedule on your Wednesday, but let's take a look at the action that uh, was happening yesterday. As last night in high school volleyball, it was Chrysler Rock Lutheran taking down a South Central 26-24 in the first set. South Central winning the second set 25-15 in the third. And the decisive set goes the way of Chrysler Rock 25-13. In soccer from yesterday, a Class 1A in North Mac Regional Championship, it was the number one seed of Williamsville taking down the uh, four-seed uh, Carlinville there by the final of 1-0. to uh, zero. So uh, Hillsborough's uh, season uh, comes to a close uh, there, and Williamsville will advance to their own uh, sectional, and uh, that's important because uh, our area teams are involved uh, there. As uh, Newton, that is who you have up next, the number one seed of Williamsville, and that will be at uh, 7 o'clock on a Friday, and then uh, Topolis and Pleasant Plains will match up at uh, 5 o'clock there in Williamsville on uh, Friday for the uh, sectional uh, semifinals, and then the uh, championship will be uh, the following Tuesday uh, there, so important to know there. In uh, Class 2A in the FEM Regional Semifinals, it was the number one seed of Troy, a triad, defeating the 10 seed at Salem, and it was by the final of 9-2-0, and uh, then uh, that set the stage for the uh, uh, second game of the night there, and that's where uh, the uh, hearts were, and unfortunately uh, their outstanding season comes to a close there as the uh, four seed Highland Picked up the win over the uh, six seed FEM, and that one was uh, by a final score of uh, five to uh, two. As uh, when I was uh, catching up with uh, Coach Heff there yesterday at the uh, football complex, uh, had some people getting ready for the uh, regionals, and uh, saw Coach Arnie uh, there before the uh, match. And you know they had a great season and had uh, the most wins in uh, FEM. Uh, soccer history, but uh, tough regional there with being the sixth seed, and unfortunately uh, they fall and their season uh, comes to a close there last night 
against Highland. So it'll be a Troy and Highland matching up for the regional championship. And look who's now joining us. Hey. Eric Fry's here. Hey, fires are all put studio. out, so glad to glad to be back Ooh, with you, Travis. Very good. Yes. That we're keeping the the other stations on the air. Hey, we got to do what we got to do, right? <laughs> yeah, so welcome in. And uh, unfortunately, FEM soccer season coming to a close there yesterday. Yeah, a tough one there for the Hearts. Uh, but, but a great season. Definitely nothing to hang their head about um, at all with uh, what they were able to accomplish this year. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so uh, hopefully uh, some uh, people are going to be uh, coming back next year. So uh, future bright mm-hmm. there for FEM soccer. So uh, let's see here. Uh, the uh, Chatham Glenwood Regional saw the two seed at Chatham Glenwood take down the 19 to Macon Meridian. And this one was by a final of 10 to 1. And then uh, the uh, three seed at uh, Springfield High School defeated the eight seed at Taylorville. And that one was by an 11 to 0 score. There, high scoring ones mm-hmm. in soccer uh, yesterday. And in uh, junior high, uh, girls basketball in the uh, seventh grade uh, National Trail Conference tournament, we had uh, Sigal St. Michael get the win over North Clay. That was by the final of 33 to a 7. So North Clay. Uh, will um, slide over into the uh, consolation uh, bracket, but uh, Sigal will advance on, and uh, they will be at uh, 6 o'clock tonight against uh, Brownstown uh, St. Elmo, who uh, got the win the other night over uh, Sacred Heart. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the uh, other game uh, tonight, or last night as well, was CHBC winning over Altamont. And Neoga getting the win over Dietrich. So that'll set up their matchup in the uh, semifinals uh, tonight at approximately 7.15 there. And it's CHBC versus Neoga. And uh, Altamont and Dietrich will slide over into the uh, consolation uh, bracket uh, there. And I believe that will be on Friday there in the 7th grade NTC tournament. And, uh, yes, that's in Brownstown. Uh, there. Also from that tournament, Travis uh, Nioga defeated Dietrich twenty-two to twelve as well. Yeah, I didn't have any final scores here. I just saw who yep. advanced on. I got that one. Uh, so very well. Yep. And then the uh, championships third place games will take place on Saturday, and the consolation championship will take place on Saturday as well for that seventh grade mm-hmm. NTC girls basketball tournament there and that was it from uh, last night uh, light schedule like i mentioned and let's take a look at uh, today in uh, local sports in high school volleyball eric's favorite uh, conference the egyptian alina real conference volleyball tournament concludes there in uh, saint elmo and the fifth place matchup the four seed of patoka odin against the sixth seed of martinsville at six o'clock in the third place game, uh, the uh, number one seed in the tournament, but they slide into the third place game here. Uh, Ramsey, they'll take on the three seed of Mulberry Grove at 7 o'clock. And in the championship match, it's the two seed at St. Elmo Brownstown taking on the uh, five seed down here at Beecher City at 8 o'clock there to conclude the EIC volleyball tournament. In the Apollo Conference, we got some uh, Decatur Eisenhower at Mattoon, Moreau Forsyth hosting Mount Zion, Mohammed Seymour at Urbana, 
Lincoln Prairie, Cumberland at Villa Grove, Tri-County hosting Unity Christian, Arthur at Arcola, Argenta at Heritage, Blue Ridge hosting Saragordo, Ogaw Valley at Sullivan. In the Little Illini, we have Paris hosting Newton, Casey at Olney, Lawrenceville at Marshall, Central Illinois Conference, Tuscola at Central A&M, Shelbyville at Macon Meridian. In the South Central, you have Vandalia at Carlinville, Litchfield hosting North Mac, Pena at Hillsboro, Piasol at Greenville, and Gillespie at uh, Staunton. And also uh, today, uh, the high school uh, tennis state tournament will begin there in Class 1A. A lot of local representation up there, and this is all in the northern area as multiple different venues will be used for the state tournament. We got a few matches at Hershey, Buffalo Groves High School, Hoffman's Estate High School, and Schaumburg High School. So four different locations or i mean that's only in our area right there's multiple other ones uh, as well for the uh, tennis uh, state tournament uh in singles action at hershey's high school it'll be annie list uh, from robinson representing there uh, abby lee from Tatopolis. Uh she'll also be in singles competition and mckenna snyder from Alney will also be there as well at Hershey and at Buffalo Grove High School. Emily Kowalki from uh, St. Anthony representing there. Lily Gregory from Mattoon. We actually have an area matchup here. Gregory versus Julian uh, Himmon from Tatopolis there. And we also have Ellie Schaffenberger from Greenville at Buffalo Groves as well. In a doubles competition at Hoffman Estates. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> is Evie Potter and Claire Yule from Olney mm-hmm. competing uh, there. Jade Boonenkamper and Addie Davis from Tatopolis. And we have Mia or Maya Kinkler and Ellie Link uh, from uh, St. Anthony. And also they'll be matching up with a uh, area matchup there. Hannah Heverin and Anna Hargrove from Robinson will be competing against each other there. And uh, we got Adela Bird and Holland Martin from Muhammad Seymour competing at doubles there as well. And in uh, Schaumburg, um, we have Avery Boyer and uh, Cam Lanthrop from uh, Mattoon participating uh, there. Um, And a pair from uh, Muhammad Seymour as well, Mount Zion. Also, uh, Olivia Hemmen and Anna Probst from Tatopolis will competing there at Schaumburg. And... A uh, pair from Robinson as well be there in Schaumburg today for tennis action mm-hmm. starting the uh, state tournament. Yeah, uh, I know they were supposed to do it over the weekend, and the Mother Nature prevented that, uh, kind of pushed things back a little bit. So glad that they're going to get that finished up here. Yeah, so, we wish best of luck. Yeah, and best of luck to everybody mm-hmm. there trying to keep all track of that. Uh, with everything going on. Yeah, where you're at. Multiple different venues, all the people, and sliding the tag individuals that don't uh, win their game, slide into the consolation bracket and mm-hmm. keep all that. Hey, that's all all them uh, there. So hopefully they keep that uh, straight Yes, there. And we have a hard enough time keeping the uh, playoffs uh, straight. Uh, they're coming up on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Can't <laughs> wait for it. 
<laughs> yeah, and I was going to have a little conversation uh, still as we still have a lot more to unpack uh, from that. So uh, stick around for that. But uh, here entering week nine, we got to take a look at the high school polls and where our area teams stack up in the Associated Press. So that's what we're talking about coming up next here on the Star Lineup. From the 98.9 The Game Studios, the starting lineup. We'll be right back. You can't see the future, but you can prepare for it. With the universal life policy from Pekin Life Insurance Company, you'll have guaranteed death benefit protection with the potential to build significant cash value for later years. Request a free quote for universal life insurance at PekinInsurance.com and in Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. It always bugs me when I hear Christmas shopping commercials before Thanksgiving. It's just too early. That said, it's not too early for me to talk to you about Thanksgiving now. Hi, this is Zola from PlanZDiet.com. Can you imagine what it would be like to show up for your family Thanksgiving dinner about 31 pounds lighter? Heads would turn and jaws would drop. Well, the average Plan Z dieter loses 31 pounds in just 50 days. If you get started soon, you have time to drop that weight and waltz into that holiday dinner looking and feeling great. Plan Z is a real food diet, nothing from a box, no magic shakes, real food. There are hundreds of tasty recipes too. My ZR50 Crave Control Spray puts you in control of your diet. It's designed to keep your cravings down along with all the rest of the nasty stuff that happens when you try to diet. Sanity at last is how one dieter put it. If you've been thinking about a diet, now's the time to act. Instead of waiting till January 2023 to start another diet, you can get this one done before the holidays even start. Celebrate thinner this year. Check us out at planzdiet.com. In 2021, the Effingham County Sheriff's Office received over 200 reports of fraud, forgery, and scams. This is your Effingham County Sheriff Paul Coons reminding you that if someone contacts you that you don't know with an offer that sounds too good to be true, it is. Please shop with our local trusted area businesses and craftsmen who work hard to maintain their reputation. If you think that you've been the target of a potential scam, call your local police to report it. You may prevent someone else from being taken advantage of. Are you looking for a reliable company to work for in the Effingham area? Look no further than Wabash Valley in Farina, a short drive south of Effingham. Wabash Valley is currently expanding poultry farm operations and have immediate full and part-time positions available. They're an established national leader in egg production and processing, so if you're interested in a new career and fresh start with a growing company, call Wabash Valley today at 618-245-3301. Or you can apply online at wabashvalleyeggs.com. Or just stop by their office in Farina to discuss opportunities. Score all the action this football season with great deals from Vivid Seats. From college games to NFL, there's nothing like seeing every block blitz and big play of your favorite team live. Vivid Seats celebrates fandom with unbeatable rewards like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. With Vivid Seats rewards, you earn rewards with every purchase. From first down to final whistle, Vivid Seats has a great selection for all the 2023 games that matter to you. Just visit vividseats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN ebay motors is here for the ride so minivans sedans jdms roll out go ahead feel your engine admire that perfectly installed exhaust your vehicle's moving along this freeway like it was made from fresh installs and a whole lot of love and with ebay motors you get over 122 million parts to keep it running and with ebay guaranteed fit they'll be the perfect fit every time plus at these prices well we're burning rubber not cash keep your ride or die alive 
at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. And now, the starting lineup. Welcome back in to the uh, podcast of the uh, starting lineup here on a 98.9. And nope, nope, redo that. On 98.9 The Game. And nope, nope, redo that. Eric Fry, Sports Center Update. St. Louis Blues look to extend their point streak to three games when they host the Arizona Coyotes at Enterprise Center tonight. Blues are coming off a 2-1 shutout win over the Seattle Kraken on Saturday. St. Louis tied for fourth place in the Central Division with three points at a 1-0-1 record. Tonight's game starts at 7 p.m. History was made yesterday as for the first time in his career, Nolan Arenado will not win the National League Gold Glove for third base. Cardinal Slugger was left off the list of finalists revealed yesterday. Pittsburgh's Cabrian Hayes, Colorado's Ryan McMahon, and Austin's Austin Riley, or Atlanta's Austin Riley, were all given the nominations over Arenado, who had won the award in each of his first 10 seasons in the MLB. Meanwhile, infielder Tommy Edmond was the only Cardinal player to be named a finalist. He's one of three finalists for the utility position. Gold Glove winners will be announced on November 5th. A Cardinals legend, as Travis alluded to, might return to the dugout soon. Local sports reporter Martin Lincoln is reporting that Yadier Molina could end up on the Cardinals 2024 coaching staff. The report says that both the ball club and Molina have talked about the former all-star catcher coming on as a bench coach. They also added that he's not sure how far the talks between Molina and the Cardinals have progressed. Molina spent his entire 19-year career with St. Louis, retiring after the 2022 season. And the Blackhawks will look to get a win as they head to Colorado tonight. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here on the 98.9. Travis Sparks here, Eric Fry back with the uh, sports on our east. 9.30, by the way, there. for the, the puck drop at that Blackhawks uh, avalanche game. Are you going to stay up for it? <laughs> a little Conor Bedard action? Nah, I don't think so. No? No, mm-hmm. not to watch the Blackhawks get destroyed. No, just DVR it yeah. and, oh, yeah. and watch yeah. it, watch it in the morning on, when you're so. getting ready. So... Uh, all right, here. So, yeah, make it happen with the Yadier Molina, please. I was going to ask you, how do you feel about the Nolan Arenado thing? Yeah, I mean, I think that he did have an off year. He did. For his standards. But and Travis. That's just kind of the standard that he set, that he's not a finalist and it's a down year. I think that this is a good thing for the Cardinals. Yeah. Because what is it that we talked about at the beginning of the season, and I've talked about for years? The cardinal way of defense first is not going to win you games and not going to win you championships in today's MLB. They only had one finalist for a gold glove, so obviously they're not valuing defense first. Oh, yeah, it's quite the drop-off from yeah. last season. I mean, we had multiple finalists. We had multiple winners yeah. last season, but only one nomination this year. Yep. So, yeah, that's just goes to show you how far we've fallen yep. uh, there. Yep. And a uh, special category there for Tommy Edmond with the utility, utility category. You can't put so. him in one spot. Nope, exactly. He could be a gold glover in center field. could be a gold glover at short, uh, what we've claimed for years. But uh, we'll see how that shaked out there. But you know what time it is here on the show. Time, time for, for the, the polls. polls. The 
Associated Press polls as we enter the uh, final week of the uh, regular season. As, of course, let's start in uh, 1A. Lena Winslow was still reigned supreme uh, there. They got all first-place votes, and I don't think they've thrown a pass yet this season, or at least <laughs> one. And uh, we got Camp Point Central still at number two. Altoff uh, slides in to a number three here. Uh, Jor, uh, Northwestern is at number four. Star County moved up to number five. Uh, Hope Academy jumped up a couple of spots to number seven. Uh, Forreston took a loss mm-hmm. this past week, so uh, they fell from all the way to three, free-falled all the way to eight. Yep. And uh, Cesar Valier, who was not ranked, they jumped in there yep. at a number 10 uh, there. And Leroy receiving three votes, and uh, Casey's votes must have got lost in the mail. Yeah, I was going to say, no local teams in one Nowhere to be found. None. No votes, not even other receiving votes category. None. (laughs) All right. Okay. So in a 2A, Amuro Forsyth still number one uh, there. They're over Tri-Valley, who's number two. Uh, Everything uh, went chalk from the first uh, four spots. But, hey, look, Shelbyville. Yeah. They uh, moved up one spot to a number five there. Uh, Rockridge moved up a spot to number six. Athens jumped up a couple of spots to a number seven. And hey, look at this. Arthur yeah. Lovington, Atwood Ham, and the undefeated Knights jump into the polls there now, number eight. So uh, we, just like last week, we saw them receiving votes. And then yep. uh, now, all of a sudden, here they are at number eight. Well, it may going to the final week. It may last for a week. Yeah, we'll just have to see. We'll uh, see what happens uh, on tomorrow. Friday. Yep. yep. Um, and then uh, Farmington and uh, uh, jumped up in the polls as well. Johnson City just missed out with a Breeze Modern Day, received seven votes uh, there, but that's about the other um, teams that received votes category there of note. Um, in 3A, number one team uh, still here. Eric's sixth favorite team, uh, yep. Byron. Yep. Still number one there. Uh, everything uh, goes a chalk through the first five spots, but look at this Greenville jumping up three or mm-hmm. just two spots mm-hmm. to a uh, number six there. So uh, number six are the comments. Yeah, good season they've had. You know, we've talked about it on this show. Mm-hmm. And uh, St. Joe Ogden, and they fell a spot after I think they took another loss. Mm-hmm. And Montini, a five and three. They yeah. fell three spots, so yeah, I hear you. another loss. Yeah, uh, hanging on uh, to it in uh, Williamsville there. Uh, they are at number 10. Uh, Mount Carmel just missing out three votes away from getting a tie for 10th there. They received 16 uh, votes, but uh, just missing out there. And uh, Sullivan, they received uh, seven votes. So I uh, haven't seen a lot of uh, votes for Sullivan no. this season uh, now. They got seven here this week. Kind of surprising. Yeah, and maybe it'll change. I don't know if they come out with polls entering the playoffs I don't or remember. not. Um, uh, well, I just have to see. Uh, the uh, uh, number one team in 4A is Rochester, as uh, they had a 10 of first place votes there. Uh, Morris, they're number two, but they received a one vote. Uh, Murfreesboro at three. I see Catholic at four. Richmond Burton still at five. Uh, let's see. Uh, Wheaton Academy jumped up a couple spots to seven. Uh, St. Lawrence, they must have taken another loss because they dropped a couple spots to number eight. 
Ayana uh, Kwani jumping in there at a number 10 as well after previously and not being ranked, but Taylor received seven votes and jumping up there. And mm. Bree Central at six. Uh, Mount Zion received four votes despite taking a loss. And Charleston received two votes. I mean, that's Charleston's first votes of the year. I was going to say, it's the first time I remember seeing them on any sort of list there. And in class of 5A, we had uh, Prairie Ridge still number one at the top there. Sycamore still number two. Uh, we had uh, everything chalk at the first four spots, but uh, Morton is number five now. They were previously tied for seven. Uh, Antioch jumps up to a number seven, and Joliet Catholic, they jump in at number nine after previously not being ranked. And Muhammad Seymour as the three-time reigning defending Apollo Conference champions. They make an appearance here at a number 10 after previously not being ranked. And I think for the majority of the season, besides well, even maybe week one, mm -hmm. they received some votes. But uh, they're finally into the polls here at number 10 yep. to, uh, as we enter the final weekend of regular season football. Um, and Highland also received nine votes. Uh, there, and uh, some teams that we've uh, noted along the way as we've uh, started to pay closer attention to uh, some other schools. Uh, as we uh, get closer to uh, the uh, playoffs, uh, LaGrange Park, they received six votes. Sigar Griffin received five votes uh, there. So uh, that is it for the uh, polls this week, and I just wanted to uh, take a look at uh, number 6A. Yep, East St. Louis still at 6-2. and two. Uh, number one there, receiving nine first-place votes, though. Uh, Kankakee picked up a pair of first-place votes there. Uh, but as I mentioned, we have one, two, three, four, five, six. Six of the ten are six and two. Oh, Travis. You can't complain when I can over half the, half the Associated Press top ten is six and two. So... <laughs> No complaints. No complaints here. I got lots of them. I say I don't really see any egregious ones in 7 or 8A, really. There's a couple of 6 and 2 teams in there, but eh. I don't mind it. Eh. eh. It's all right. And the fact that Kankakee's not number 1 at 8 no. There ain't no. Is guess. ridiculous. Yeah, we'll have to look at the compare the resumes. Uh, there, so uh, we'll take a break and uh, compare those resumes. Whoa, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay. Okay, hold on. I didn't I, know you had a relatively available. Okay, IHSA made a mistake. Travis, go figure IHSA made a mistake. Everything they have on their playoff outlook page, I question now. Because they have East St. Louis at 7-2. and two. Because they are not playing Friday. That's why they forf the the game got forfeited on Friday. Yeah, I already got forfeited. <sighs> That's annoying. Although if I was scheduled to play them, I wouldn't want to. So yeah, exactly. Alrighty, looking at the overall landscape of six A, Travis six and two is not egregious because so many teams are six and two. So right. I will let it slide for now. All right, exactly. Just let it slide for now. There. 
I mean, Kankakee has been impressive. Only 42 points that they've let up all season long, and uh, 26 of those came in one game against uh, Nazareth Academy. And they've probably played all teams in Illinois, too, which should count for something. I was going to say, yeah, no one has any Indiana or Missouri tag or to Texas. their name. Or Texas, yes, like Let's East St. Louis. Let's not forget that East St. Louis had to go to Texas to find a game because no one around here wants to play them. Exactly. All the way in they went Texas. to Maryland. They had a Maryland team and a Texas team, and mm-hmm. they still couldn't fill out their schedule, Travis, because someone forfeited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? That's, That's ridiculous. That is pretty nuts. It's ridiculous. There, so... Uh, all right, so that's a look at the uh, polls and where everyone stacks up for the final week of the uh, regular season. And uh, speaking of the uh, final week of the uh, regular season, we'll have the uh, preview of tomorrow's matchups on uh, tomorrow's show. Uh, but we got to continue our conversation with uh, some uh, postseason stuff. Still a lot of stuff to uh, unpack here as we uh, get close to a selection of Saturday. So we have more playoff talk for high school football coming up next to close out the star lineup we'll be right back to the starting lineup we need to figure out what we're going to talk about the next segment this is lucas Crenning with a message from the fnm fire department as a firefighter i've witnessed the devastating consequences of vehicle accidents let's stay focused distracted driving kills keep your eyes on the road and off your phone buckle up seatbelts save lives it's a simple action that can prevent serious injuries also let's protect our little ones use proper car seats for children to ensure their safety and always check the back seat don't forget about loved ones or pets before leaving the car let's prioritize car safety together we can save lives Imagine the possibilities with the Topless State Bank. This is Justin Daters. If you're buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows you mean business, and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with a construction loan customized just for you. Ask around. Talk to your friends. You'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Totopolis State Bank. In Totopolis, Sigel, and Effingham. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. Isn't that aroma just heavenly? What's with the whispering? Inside this grill is the secret to winning game days. Mmm. Eckridge smoked sausage, crafted with a perfect medley of spices for a truly rich, savory taste. So easy to prepare, too. Now hand me one of those buns. Whoa, whoa, keep your voice down. Marty, you're still whispering? Secrets out, buddy. Eckridge.com has dozens of simple, mouth-watering recipes for everyone to win game days this season. At the Home Depot, Saturdays are about two things. Easy cleanup with the Ryobi 18-volt 1 Plus Whisper Series Leaf Blower. And football. That's right, Reese Davis. With variable speed, it has the power for when you really need it and just the right amount when you don't. And the OnePlus battery platform means you go from yard work to DIY in just a click, so you can get projects done faster. Which means more time for football. For football. Upgrade your Saturday with Ryobi and the Home Depot. How doers get more done. And now, this outpouring of love for Tom Brady is what we are beginning with today. Everyone showering this man with love and goatness. How about it? The starting lineup. Almost every single one of Brady's Super Bowl has been clouded with controversy, and that seems what people are forgetting. And let's not forget, well, Super Bowls were gifted to him. The tuck rule, the... You can't the play him for the stuff. But he benefited from it. 
benefited from it last night as well. That was so ticky tacky. Come on. So it's a Super Bowl. Games. Let them play. On 98.9 The Game. Back in starting lineup here on 98.9. Only here on 98.9, we stay a little bit longer. But uh, let's continue to uh, talk about uh, the uh, playoffs as we enter week nine of the uh, regular season. And we had a lot of bubble talk and uh, everything uh, yesterday. And so let's go ahead and continue on with the uh, conversation in each of the uh, classes. I know that the uh, lower classes, like 6 through uh, 8A, which we never really talk about, will uh, come into effect coming up on uh, Saturday, including Mm -hmm. um, some of those results uh, coming in from the Chicago area uh, as well that could affect the uh, playoffs. But uh, I was just uh, looking at the uh, other day here of – the on the IHSA's website, the playoff outlook of how they uh, separate their teams and whatnot, and I just thought that we'd go through and we'd take a look at kind of the bubble of those five and three teams, four and four teams, and uh, just how muddy and murky uh, this could get, and just of what happens on uh, Friday to see how it all shakes out, mm-hmm. and just how many teams that could potentially be uh, sitting and waiting uh, there on Saturday waiting for their name called because, you know, five wins. There's going to be a lot of uh, people interested to see the scores from around the area, and a lot of games on Friday could be uh, – or Saturday and Saturday mm-hmm. could uh, yep. decide this. A- absolutely, Travis. So. And, you know, let's let's go ahead and dive in. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm – this is what gets me excited about football. Yeah. More so than basketball. You know, basketball, everyone makes a regional. Everyone does, yep. And that kind of, you know, that ruins a little bit of the excitement for me. Mm-hmm. For the kids, it's great because they all know that they're going to play. Sure. But to me, the bubble talk, who's in, who's out, is so much fun. Mm-hmm. Yep, uh, I agree. As uh, Hey, this is kind of what we like about March Madness. Yep. So uh, let's go ahead and just uh, start in uh, 1A. That's okay. a good place to uh, start. And I mentioned yesterday, and we talked about Cumberland and Argenta. Those are two teams that are on the bubble there. Yep. 16 teams are at 5-3 and three or 4-4 four and four for theoretically 12 spots. Uh, seven of them are 5-3. and three. Nine teams at 4-4 four and four <coughs> there in 1A. And I was just uh, going through here as I did mark some uh, 50-50 games uh, like 5-3. Uh, and three. Uh, Harding Calhoun yep. at four and four Beardstown. Yep. I mean that's, uh, a that's a toss up. I don't up. know who could win. Cumberland and Argenta. Yep. Uh, toss up as well with Cumberland being five and three. Argenta yep. being uh, four and four. Also some other uh, toss up games. Rockford Lutheran against uh, Kingston there Red and Hill. Uh, Red Hill and Carlisle was yep. the other one. Yep. And I was like, man, this could go uh, either way. And uh, so I only. Uh, three teams eliminated that were four and four uh, there that I see because uh, Fieldcrest they were against Leroy, Leroy seven and one. Yep, yep. I had them knocked out. Uh, South Fork and uh, Clifton Central 
Clifton or South Fork six and two. So I had uh, them eliminated at four and five. Yep. And uh, let's see. Uh, Dupo. Dupo. Yeah. Dupo. Yeah. They are facing a team from Missouri that's six and two. So yep. I yep. had them taking the loss there. So uh, theoretically, I only had three teams eliminated uh, with also those 50 50 games as well. So basically, like 13 teams are fighting for 12 spots. Yeah. And that's why. And, and here's the thing, Travis. You, you're exactly right. 13 teams are fighting for 12 spots, but two of them are playing each other. Yeah, exactly. So that means the winner of the Cumberland-Argenta game more than likely is going to get in. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, if the Pirates win, they'll get in automatically because it'll be their sixth win. Yeah. It's if Cumberland doesn't win that then there's questions. Mm-hmm. Right. Because right now, Travis, as as I'm looking at this, and we can kind of break this down a little bit with the, with the ones I had, I had... Fulton, Carrollton, and Villagrove all getting wins. For sure. Uh yeah, I had I had that and yep, I think that's exactly what I had. So too. that's three teams that are sitting five and three right now that'll move up to six and three projected. And I have Villagrove too. Did you say Villagrove? Yes, I said Villagrove. Alright, yeah, I thought so. I have uh Princeville and Saint Beatty taking losses. So that would make them five and four. Mm-hmm. Into the five and four conversation, I move Stockton, Tuscola, and Nakomis for sure. Yep. So with that all being said, I have I have eight teams right now at five wins, not including Harden Calhoun, mm-hmm. and not including the Cumberland Pirates, who are currently at five wins, right. as well as those other teams we talked about in Rockford, Lutheran, Argenta, and Red Hill. So. Five teams mm-hmm. that we cannot at this moment project. Right. Basically fighting for four spots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> now, again, this is as we sit today. Right. It's going to get murky if some of those bubble teams in 3A, as we talked about, it's the weakest, don't win. Mm-hmm. Because then yeah. you're shifting a lot. Right. Yeah. So uh, in uh, 2A, I had uh, basically 18 teams that are 5-3 and three or 4-4. Four and four. So theoretically, that would only leave 13 spots. Seven of those 18 teams are 5-3. and three, And we have 11 teams mm-hmm. that are 4-4. Four and uh, four. And uh, out of those teams, I can only say uh, that I went three for sure are getting eliminated. And so that theoretically would leave 15 teams for 13 spots. Yep. So, again, uh, a duel and there. Those three, I, I, I would assume Woodstock. Yep, Woodstock, Marion. Yep. Um, they Bureau are Valley. Facing West Chicago. Uh, let's see here. Bureau Valley, yep. They are playing Morrison, who's 7-1. and one, And so they're eliminated. 50 and Oakwood. Yep. They are playing Bismarck Henney. Yep. And they're 6-2. and two. So and then I can say with some confidence that they're going to take the L's. Carlisle and Chicago Noble, I could not pick mm-hmm. because those are yep. toss-up games. Yep, with Red Hill and also Chicago Noble is playing uh, Noble uh, Hinsbury yep. on Saturday. So looking at this, Travis, and this one I think is going to be very interesting because I project painted a win at 3-5. and five. Yep. They're, they're taking on a 3-5 and five team. Mm-hmm. That would get them six. Mercer yep, County, I, I have in. at six. Yep, I had them in as well. El Paso Gridley, I have at six. Yep, I agree. 
Mendota Unity, I have at six. Mm-hmm. Yep. I have Palos Heights taking a loss, but still having f- five wins. Mm-hmm. I have Auburn taking a loss, still with five wins and 35 playoff points right now. Yep. And Dwight taking a loss. Yep, they're facing 6-2 and two, Ottawa Marquette, so I would agree. I have Deer Creek winning mm-hmm. to get to 5-4. and four. Chester winning to get to 5-4. and four. Yeah, I that one I I couldn't pick because Warrensburg Latham was three and five. So yeah, I I I, I picked Chester because Chester has more to play for. Sure, and I think they're the home team. Mm-hmm. Um, CS two A. Uh, I don't know if it says it on here. Um, I mean, yeah, they are the home yeah. team. Yeah, uh, Piasaw I have winning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, McLeansboro. I have winning. Illini West, I have winning. Mm-hmm. Trenton Wesley and I have winning. Yep. So, one, two, hold on. I'm messing myself up on my count here. You're mathing on the fly. 13. I have 13 wins, Travis. Mm-hmm. I have 13 teams at five wins or more for yep. 12 spots. Mm-hmm. That's someone missing. <laughs> yep. Or that is someone from 2A getting bumped up to 3A and filling that slot. Right, yeah. And, yeah, that's not really taking into effect any of the 8-0 teams, 7-1, 6-2 right. Right. and two that have already clinched their spots. They could move up. Uh, we've seen that happen yep. as well to f- fill out those spots. And, you know, honestly, that's something that you can't really – you can say, oh, well, you know, last year I remember looking at Arthur or Shelbyville. Oh, yeah, I kind of have an idea that they, mm-hmm. they'll they be able to uh, move up. They're probably going to get moved up. But that's just one thing that it's kind of hard to predict of just who's going to be able to mm-hmm. either move up or slide down or what results will impact that. Yeah, and we'll know – after Friday sure. night, we'll we'll have a great understanding of where we're at. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I know there's still some games that will be played on Saturday, we'll really have an idea of where we're at as far as you know the five wins teams winning to get that sixth win. Four team, four you know teams sitting at four and four losing. All right, we can eliminate them, and that bubble is going to be really small by the time we get on the air here Saturday at 7 o'clock. We will have a nice idea of where we're at with the 256. But that being said, Travis, and I know we're up against the clock, we're going to talk more about this in the pod. So make sure you download the podcast over at FGAMRadio.com because there's a lot of moving pieces here that is really going to affect a lot of our local teams that they can't control. Mm -hmm. Yep. And that's kind of the worst thing of it all is you can't really control some of the stuff yep. about what's going to happen with your seasons and uh, whether you're going to play your last games of the season on Friday night yep. or not. But, yes, we'll continue that conversation in the pod as well as our conversations with Coach Watkins from the Cumberland Pirates and uh, Coach Hefner of the FEM Hearts in the pod as well. So uh, coming up next here on ESPN Radio Radio is Carlin versus Joe. And uh, later on this afternoon, we got postseason baseball and this evening as well postseason baseball all here on 98.9 The Games. So enjoy. Thanks for listening to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game.
Welcome back in. Welcome to overtime of the uh, starting the lineup. Travis Marks, Eric Fry still here, and we still got more stuff to unpack uh, from the uh, playoffs, run through the rest of the uh, classes that we had here. And we also got our area coaches that we'll get to as well. Eric caught up with uh, Coach Watkins of the uh, Cumberland Pirates, talk about their important matchup uh, this week. And I caught up with Coach Heff as uh, the FEM Hearts, talk about uh, their important matchup this week as well in the big win against Mount Zion and uh, we'll also uh, be getting to uh, this day in uh, sports history and we'll see whatever else we can uh, dig up and find as well uh, so first before we get to any of that is there anything on sports center that you wanted to uh, hit on that we didn't get to yeah let's go ahead and hop in here uh, Justin Fields status for center remains in the air after the Bears first injury report of week seven Fields did not participate in practice yesterday he continues to heal his dislocated thumb if not, you got the other quarterback. Nate Peterman. No. The other guy that played on Sunday. Could be you, Travis, for all I know. No. I'm not saying his name because I can't pronounce his name. Okay. So. Oh, whatever. We got criticism for that. They're going to take on the Raiders at home on Sunday, probably for a loss. Uh, the Bulls wrap up exhibition play of the game against the Timberwolves, the United Center tonight. They lost to Toronto, 106-102 on Tuesday. They're 1-3 in exhibition play this year, so that's great. A handful of Cubs and White Sox players have a chance to win a Gold Glove Award. MLB released three finalists for each position yesterday. Louis Robert Jr. was the only South Sire nominated for the award. He previously won the Gold Glove during his rookie season in 2020. For the Cubs, Nico Horner is a second base finalist. Dansby Swanson is looking for his second straight Gold Glove at shortstop. And Ian Happ is up for his second win in left field. Mm-hmm. Anthony Richardson's rookie season has come to an end. Colts owner Jim Irsay announced on Wednesday that the quarterback will undergo season-ending surgery to repair his throwing shoulder. Richardson sustained an AC joint sprain against the Tithe. That's hmm. unfortunate for the Colts. I mean, you just got Jonathan Taylor and then... Yep. Then nope. nope. And then now you're not going to have your quarterback. Yep. You have to fill in there. Which, again, should you have started him to begin with? I mean, yeah. Yeah, he should have. Okay. Well, hopefully he comes back and is fine after an injury that deals with his throwing shoulder. He should. NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell has agreed to a three-year contract extension. So there is that. Yeah, for a job well done. Yes. He mentioned that it remains one of his main goals to make the NFL a global sport. Yep, that's why we're playing games in London and Germany. Mm-hmm. Wherever else we're going next season. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is adding to his post-playing career plans. He said that he is interested in NFL ownership once he hangs up the cleats. Mm-hmm. So, there you go. Yep, Mahomes. already getting into the F1 game. Yes, he bought Alpine Formula 1 race team. Mm-hmm. He also has a minority ownership in the Kansas City Royals, Sporting KC, and the Kansas City Current of the NWSL. Yeah. Just so. part owners everywhere. Yep. Uh, Arizona has designated Kyler Murray and safety Buda Baker to return to practice this Wednesday. So we'll see if they return um, to the, the actual game itself. And the Las Vegas Aces are the first back-to-back WNBA champions since 0102 as they ended the New York Liberty 70-69 in Game 4 of the WNBA Finals at the Barclays Center. Yeah, back-to-back champs for the Aces. Yep. And saw uh, Mr. Davis dancing. Yep. Celebrating the win. Yep. Mark Davis. And finally, James Harden skips practice. 
Yeah, he did. Skipped out. And no reason was given. Well, I have, I a, have reason. a reason. He doesn't want to be there. He doesn't want to be there. He doesn't want to be in Philly. So, if you can't figure out that, then you're an idiot, Philly. Yeah, that's a odd situation. It, it is. Odd situation there. But... Is that all you have for Sports Center? That's it. Well, we did have some uh, breaking news as we ended the show and uh, we started the the recording of the the podcast. But um, uh, Michigan, they're in trouble. No, uh, the NCAA is investigating uh, the Wolverines amid a, a sign of stealing allegations. The NCAA is investigating the uh, football program of the Michigan Wolverines amid allegations of sign stealing. The Big Ten Conference released a statement that I'll get to on uh, today. Uh, the University of Michigan and the Big Ten were both notified by the NCAA of the investigation on Wednesday, and the conference said it had notified the Wolverines' future opponents. Quote, the Big Ten it considers the integrity of the competition to be uh, the utmost importance and will continue to monitor the investigation. According to a report by Yahoo Sports, Michigan allegedly had people attending games of future opponents as well as possible college football playoff opponents to gather information on signs used to call plays on offense and defense. If this is true, the Wolverines would have violated a bylaw of the NCAA 11.6.1, which states off-campus in-person scouting of future opponents in the same season is prohibited. The U.S. Integrity, uh, a Las Vegas firm that monitors the betting market, sent out an alert to its sportsbook clients regarding the Michigan controversy on Thursday as well, the ESPN confirmed. On Saturday, the Wolverines are set to play in-state rival Michigan State. Wolverines coach Jim Harbaugh had already uh, served a university self-imposed three-game suspension this season already, stealing from allegations uh, including rec- recruiting violations during COVID uh, dead period and not cooperating with the NCAA investigation. Uh, Michigan still is facing four level two violations, which are considered less serious from those alleged violations. That ruling from the NCAA is not expected until next season. So sign of stealing scouting teams. I, I think that that's a, that's a no, no. It almost sounds like Travis. He's not equipped to be a coach at the college level. All right. Yeah, if he keeps like breaking these rules, visits, like that's not an issue in the NFL. Um, scouting, probably a little bit of an issue, um, but I mean, it, it led the Patriots to the Super Bowl. So what do we know? Yeah, it did. They stole some signs. They actually did worse. They videotaped it. Yeah. Videotape practice and yeah. signs and whatnot. It's one thing to go in. Obviously, you can't do it because of the bylaws say that you can't uh, scout in season. But it's one thing to just kind of have it. You're there scouting the competition. It's another thing to see them in film, to see them in person. But also, it's another thing to uh, actually pay attention to the signs that's going on on the sideline and try to steal uh, that. Uh, that. That's where that I think it gets me. Uh, the Big Ten Conference did release a statement this morning. They uh, official statement said late Wednesday afternoon, the Big Ten Conference and the University of Michigan were notified by the NCAA that the NCAA was investigating allegations of sign stealing by the University of Michigan football program. And I already uh, read 
the bottom half of that. Uh, the Big Ten Conference had notified Michigan State and future opponents. The Big Ten considers the integrity of competition to be the utmost importance and will continue to monitor the investigation. The conference will have no further comment at this time. So, Great. sign stealing for a number two team in the country, Michigan. What? Michigan doing shady stuff? No. Never heard of it before. Never, Travis. But... Especially Coach Harbaugh. We're just but, out to get them. That's all. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, play play the victim card. So there you go. That's we're just looking for things. Yep, I know. I know. It's the world against Michigan. Yep. So, and apparently uh, that I was seeing on the site here on ESPN, it was important enough to talk about it. But uh, Game 3, uh, ticket costs are plummeting in Arizona. You can get tickets on the secondary market for as low as $9 to a playoff game. Mm. So uh, if you're interested in playoff baseball tonight in Arizona, better get on it because it's cheap. You can afford it. This would not happen in the great sports city of Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. We love the Phillies too much that we'll pay $200 for a seat out in the outfield because we're a great sports town. I mean, I do hope that the Diamondbacks fans show up. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, come on. What are you doing? $9? Let's go. Yeah. Go to a playoff game. I don't get I I just get a free towel. I'm sad to report that I have lost both of my rally towels that I've been to at playoff games. Aww. Lost them. Guess you should be more careful with your stuff. I've never had one. Yeah, because uh, you haven't had much opportunities to go to the uh, playoffs, have you, with the rally towels? No, I just didn't want to go to Chicago. Haven't had a lot of opportunities. 2015, 2016, that was it. I wonder what those would have looked like this season. Yeah, I don't know. Would have been really nice to have rally towels during the, uh, you know, final year of Pujols and Molina. Oh, we had plenty of stuff. Oh, I know you do. We had plenty. Plenty of things. Plenty of things. All righty. All right, so uh, let's get to uh, this day in sports history before we uh Close in on some playoffs. All right. On this day in 2006, speaking of your Cardinals, Travis, the Cardinals defeated the Mets 3-1 at Shea Stadium in the excuse me, decisive Game 7 the NLCS. Oliver Perez goes 6-1 run innings to Jeff Supon's 7 one-run innings. But Yadier Molina breaks a 1-1 tie with one out, two-run homer off of Aaron Heilman in the top of the ninth to put the Cardinals ahead. And Adam Wainwright records the save, getting Carlos Beltran looking with the bases loaded to end it. Yep, uh, I remember remember that like it was yesterday. Uh, young looking Adi Molina. Yep. That clutch home Back run. Back when he and, could hit. Yeah. He wasn't just still on the field for his defense and arm. Uh, that actually was when he was not very good at the plate, no. actually. I mean, he so, never really got better. Yeah, he got slightly better. Slightly. Yeah, he got slightly better. You need to be when you're the best defensive catcher in the game. I, I I didn't say that, but it would be nice if every once in a while he could 
you know, come through and do get some hits for you when he's starting every he single did. game. He did in that one. He did there. Yep. Back, you know, 17 years ago. <clears throat> yep. What did he do last year? Uh, anyways, uh, 2008, behind seven, one run, nine K innings from Matt Garza and a four out save from David Price with three Ks. The Rays defeat the Red Sox three to one in the decisive game seven of the ALCS to knock out the defending World Series champions and advance to the fall classic, winning their first pennant. Matt Garza. Matt Garza and David Price with the save. Nice. On this day in 2013, Washington State's Connor Holiday threw an FBS record 89 passes in a single game in a 62-38 loss to then number 2 Oregon. Completed 58 of them, tying another FBS record. If your quarterback goes 58 for 89 and you still only put up 38 points, that is an awful offense. <laughs> Just saying. That's not good, no. On this date in 2013, Northern Illinois quarterback Jordan Lynch runs for 316 yards and passes for 155 more in a 38-17 win over Central Michigan. Lynch sets an FBS record for rushing yards in a game by a quarterback and is the only quarterback to run for 300 yards and pass for 150 in the same game in FBS history. Hmm. Didn't know that. On this day in 2014, Peyton Manning became the NFL's all-time leader in touchdown passes, a record now held by Tom Brady when he hooked up with Demarius Thomas in the second quarter against the San Francisco 49ers. His 509th career touchdown pass broke the record held by Brett Favre. Hmm. And finally, on this date in 2019, Jose Altuve's walk-off homer sends the Astros to the World Series, their second appearance in three years. Yep. Yep. There you go. That's Sports Center. <sighs> We know what came of that. Yep. Home run. Yep. So. <laughs> I'm sure Yankee fans love. Oh, yeah. When people bring that up. Yep. That's why I brought it up. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's get to uh, some. Uh, uh, let's get to. Let's get to the coaches first. Let's get to uh, Coach Watkins from the Cumberland Pirates saying uh, Coach Hefner. From uh, the FEM Hearts here before we uh, dive into the uh, playoff talk. So uh, here's those two guys right now. Eric Fry joined by Coach Watkins of the Cumberland Pirates here on the starting lineup. And uh, Coach, last week uh, was a tough one for the Pirates falling 22-12 to there to Nokomis. It just seemed like the offense could never quite uh, get the momentum going. Now you've had a chance to kind of look back, reflect, and, and stuff like that. Tell me your thoughts on Friday night's game. Is that something, Coach, that uh, now that it's on film, are you a little concerned about uh, teams keying in on, on Blake like it seemed like Nokomis did last last Friday night uh, now that that, that kind of is out there for teams to see? Mm-hmm.
And now we head into week nine, Coach, and even though the Pirates are sitting at five wins, um, you know, taking on an Argentine team that's four and four, that has really kind of turned it around this year after going winless the past couple of years. Big wins over Arcola as well as uh, Sagamon Valley and the big win last week against Sarah Gordo, 62 to nothing. What are you telling the team entering this Friday night with a lot on the line? And, Coach, you told me post-game last week that to top everything off, not only is it the last game of the season, not only are we fighting for our playoff lives, but it's also homecoming, which can bring a lot of distractions throughout the week. What are you kind of telling the guys to, to say, hey, I know it's homecoming, you want you to, to have a good time, but we need to focus and get this football game taken care of? All right, Coach, well, we'll talk to you Friday after the the football game, and hopefully it ends with a a Pirate win, and we'll be talking about the playoffs uh, come next week, okay? Travis Sparks here with FEM head coach Brett Hefner. And, uh, Coach, after a big win on Friday, it was a 21-14 victory over uh, Mount Zion. So uh, how's it going for you today here? Well, a lot better than it would have been if we lost. (laughs) I can can tell you that. So it's been – it's been good, you know, to get, uh, you know, that was a big one on Friday. Felt good for our kids uh, to finally finish one out against a really good opponent after letting a couple of them, the other ones, get away from us. And so to, to keep your playoff hopes alive and give you a chance yeah. to, to, to win this week and get in was pretty nice. Well, and you said last week that you had the blueprint to beat the Braves and, you know, you controlled the clock and uh, you established the run. And so you followed that blueprint to a T, and uh, you came out with uh, with a W. Yeah, and, and and as you know, coaches are never happy. You know, we, we sure. left a, we left a couple out on a board. You know, we had we had to fumble down inside the one. Yeah, you know where the, where that's another one, and then um, uh, we had a a false start set us back on another drive that you know put us in a bad spot. So. So I thought I thought it actually could have been a couple more scores uh, on the board. So mm-hmm. uh, and with their athleticism and explosiveness, you're never able to relax. So right. uh, until we were able to knee it out, it, it was yeah. uh, it was going to be cutting it close. Right? Yeah, nail biting on the sidelines, I'm sure. But you know, as the season's gone on, you've overcome those mistakes finally in this game. Penalties weren't so much a problem. You did mm-hmm. have a couple there and those two fumbles. Uh, as well, but this time you were able to uh, overcome those, and so that had to feel nice. Yeah, it, it was, and that's that's the thing that we still are able to stress to the kids. Like, look at where, like, just stop getting in your own way, mm-hmm. and and if you can eliminate some of these, you know, mistakes, you know, just think of where we could be and 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 how how really good you could be. And so, 
Um, you know, hopefully we're able to do that this week. All right, and the rain stopped, and so there was a couple quick scores in the first quarter. We talked about last week about a high-scoring game. I thought, here we go, and then uh, another good drive by you guys down there until the fumble, uh, but I thought it was going to be another high-scoring affair there, at least in the early going, but it didn't end up being No, thank goodness it didn't. We didn't have to try and score with them, and that was that was good, you know, and, and, and even if for them, you know, in a game like that, even if you – even if you can just get a couple first downs and then punt and flip field position and make them drive and make them and not give teams short fields, that's that's a big key. Mm-hmm. And then you guys took the lead there in the second half and then uh, forced them to punt, but then uh, you guys uh, fumbled and they took advantage of the short field, but then you're able to get the momentum back by getting the go-ahead score. Of the yeah, game. we had some guys make some plays. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, the one fumble, uh, I probably put us in a bad spot. I told Gage, I felt bad. You know, we were playing well. We're up a score at that time, playing yeah. well defensively. The wind's at your back. Third and seven, just run the ball, keep the clock running. If you get a first down, great. If not, you're punting with the wind. Make them drive the field into the wind. And, uh, you know, I probably maybe put us in a little bit of a bad spot there. But uh, kids bailed us out and, uh, and ended up uh, with, with a big score there to take the lead and we were able to close it out. Yeah, and you closed it out with uh, some defensive stops there. I think it was uh, Michael Love with uh, three crucial plays in a row, including batting it at the line of scrimmage on fourth down. So, uh, you know, he always seems to be around the ball making plays, and he showed up when you needed him the most there. And the final, like, final legitimate drive of them, they got a – the last heave there, but it was on the real last drive. He made yeah, it. Yeah, our our down guys were were pretty active and and pretty good on Friday night, and uh, we'll need another one of those. And gotta feel good now of feeling a four and four, but you don't. Know, you need that fifth win. You have forty one points currently sitting right now, uh, but you need that fifth win to become a playoff eligible this week. Yeah, and, and and we knew our point total would be high, and typically that cutoff is anywhere from 34 to 35, maybe 36 in there. So to already be at 41 when we don't even have this week of wins in yet, mm-hmm. you know, we'll end up in the mid 40s, uh, sure. you know, point total wise. So the point total is not going to be an issue. We just got to take care of our business on Friday and get a win. And it's against Centralia. You're there at their place and kind of in a familiar territory. I haven't played them in uh, quite a while, so. Uh, what are you looking out for for Centralia? Yeah, I tell you what, man, it, it's it's wild looking at scores from down there, man. That, that conversation score every win or lose, teams are scoring points down there, and you know they're explosive offensively. Uh, they've had a little trouble slowing people down, but sure. uh, I think the level of athleticism that they play from week to week is a little different than the level. Of, they, there's a few more home run hitters mm-hmm. yeah. down there, maybe than what we see. In terms of that, you know, obviously Muhammad, you know, got got one, and then Mount Zion's got a couple. But for the most part, everybody else on our schedule, they get out in the open. You might catch them. And I think down in that league, there's enough athletes in the films we got on either side. They get out in the open and go. Nobody's catching yeah. them. You know, we got Cahokia as one of their games, and and a lot of long touchdowns by both teams. And then the Mount Vernon film. Same thing, a lot of long touchdowns by both teams. So it's just hard when you don't have a common opponent. It's hard yeah. to hard to gauge much when sure. you don't have anything to compare it to. So so I don't know. It'll be it'll be interesting. Uh, so from that standpoint, it has a little bit of a playoff feel to it, and mm-hmm. that, until you get out there, you really don't know. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And you know, I think it's kind of easy to maybe look at the records two and six, but um, you know, they're going to come to play on Friday. Yeah. And 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 again, they play pretty good people. You know, Carbondale and, sure. and Marion and Collinsville and you know Mount Vernon and 
and Belleville Altoff, you know, so I mean, it's uh, all those teams are 5A teams, a number of them playoff teams, a number of them, you know, really athletic playoff teams. Right. And uh, depending on the results on uh, Friday, depending on what you do on uh, Saturday, and I'm sure you may not even think about that, about uh, what's uh, going to go on of watching the, the selection show or anything like that. But Yeah, it'd be nice if, if we get a win and we get a win on Friday. I think we have enough, uh, if we can handle that business, we have enough playoff points we shouldn't be the 16 or 15 which will avoid one of the top two seeds yeah which uh you know at that time it's kind of like like we say every year every year they say it in 4a especially in 4a south there's rochester and then 15 other teams you know and so you know we said it last year we felt like any of the other 14 teams besides us and rochester we could have hung with and beat and and so uh, hopefully we can take care of business on Friday night and give ourselves that chance. All right, Coach, well, we'll give you your best shot. I know on Friday, well, good, good luck, and uh, we'll talk to you after the game. Sounds great. Thank you. Appreciate those two guys for hopping on the uh, program, and we'll see how their matchups uh, shake out uh, tomorrow, and we'll be uh, talking about it and previewing all of the Week 9 uh, games as well as a special edition of Pick'em as well for the final week nine uh, that you won't want to miss either. Either, so uh, we'll get to that. Either or. We'll get to that tomorrow. All right, but now let's uh, clean up some uh, playoff talk that we had from the uh, show. Uh, We were kind of looking at the five and three, four and four teams in the, each different classes and i believe we left off with we didn't dive into 3a yet no we have not so let's get to uh, some 3a right. football here 3a travis to me out of the area we look at which is basically five to one a <coughs> is where this bubble is the weakest mm-hmm. and where i think it could cause a lot of issues yeah. So let's let's look at it, and, and I'll explain why. So right now there are 17, 17 to thirty four on IHSA's website are either five and three or four and four. Mm-hmm. There's actually twelve of five and three teams, and mm-hmm. only uh, was that six, six yep. four and four teams. Yep. So, but here's I mean, so I guess if you look at it that way. Travis, there's going to be a lot of five and four teams in the playoffs in 3A. There is, and one of the reasons for that is because I don't see a lot of eliminations no. here. Right when you look at it, some obvious eliminations. Um, you know, you have uh, Chicago Sullivan, and they're playing a seven and one. Uh, actually, today North Lawndale. Mm-hmm. So you figure that's a loss. Uh, that's an elimination. Uh, one of the other obvious ones, uh, Mantino against Cole City. Uh, Cole City six and two, uh, Mantino four and four, so I had that as an elimination. But kind of all the rest are either easy win or they're favored to win, or it's a toss up for me. In three A, in three A, yeah, yeah. I don't have the same teams you do. Oh, that's four A. I was looking at. Okay. Never I like, mind. I was like, did I copy the wrong thing? Never mind. Just copy and paste that to 4A. That's okay. 
No, in, in 3A, Travis, you have a lot of teams that are going to lose. A lot of 5-3 and three teams that are going to lose. Nashville taking on an 8-0 team. Uh, Lombard taking on a 6-2 and two team. Eureka, 8-0. Paris, we already talked about, taking on 7-1 Casey. Litchfield's taking on a 6-2 and two team. Fairbury, Prairie, and Silman Valley each taking on 8-0 teams. Monticello's taking on a 6-2 and two team. And Paxton Buckley-Lotus taking on a 6-2 and two teams. Out of the teams that already have five wins, Travis, I have three that are going to get wins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm the same way. So that means there's three that are going to move to six wins. Mm-hmm. Now, of the four and four teams, I have four. I have three that are going to win, I think. Um, I have Monmouth uh, getting the win and getting to five and four. I have Fairfield getting the win and getting to five and four. And I have Oregon getting the win. Those are the ones I feel confident about. Mm-hmm. But there's still a spot remaining, Travis. There is. Because that only gets me to 31. Mm-hmm. With all the five and four teams that we already projected to lose, like the five and three teams that are going to lose, I have three for sure. Now, does that doesn't mean Genoa Kingston, Chicago Noble, or Beardstown could pick up wins? Yes. Mm-hmm. Those are the three games that are too close to call for me. But who's to say Monmouth doesn't lose to a three and five team? Or Genoa Kingston loses? Or Chicago Noble loses? And we're sitting here with 31 teams that have five wins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you got to do something about it. You can't have one class not have 32 teams. Mm-hmm. So you bump somebody up. You bump somebody up if there's enough team in 2A to support that. Mm-hmm. This is why. As much as we like this, as much as we look at this, I have to keep reminding myself. It's a lesson I learned long ago when I first started in the radio business and, and started covering this. Don't look at the classes because what you see now is not what it's going to be on Saturday. Sure. Because of the way IHSA does it. I wish they would just say, here's the classes, top 32 in each class, you're going. But they don't do it that way. Mm-hmm. They put all of them in a big pile. And so... You look at someone like uh, Piatone in 3A, Travis. Mm-hmm. They're sitting here 5-3. and three. Now, I have them projected to win this week, but let's say they lose. Yeah, they're 2-6 Hersher. Yep. But let's say for, for whatever reason they lose. And they're sitting there at 5-4. at four. They currently have 30 points. Is that going to be enough to get you in? No. I even think so, no. So they're not going to get in. Because, again, you take the 256 first, mm-hmm. not the classes. Yeah. So that's why teams that have low point totals are sweating. You, We mentioned on the show, Travis, in, in 1A, we mentioned Dupo. Both of us think they're going to lose. They're taking on a Missouri team who's 5-2. and two. But even if they win, Travis, right now they have 29 points. There's no way they're getting in at 5-4 and four with 29 points. Yeah. No. I'd eliminate them now. Yeah. <laughs> It doesn't matter if they get a fifth win. They don't have enough points. Yeah, right. When you look at all eight classes. Mm-hmm. Another team, Chicago Noble in two-way. They don't have enough points. They got 28 points right now. Mm-hmm. Trenton Wesleyan has 29 points right now. They don't have enough points. Yeah. They're probably going to get a fifth win. They're not going to have enough points to get in, which, again, will shuffle two-way. Because that's a team that we both said, hey, they're probably going to get in. That's 32. Maybe not. Because they may not have enough points when you compare it to an 8A school. Sure. Yeah. And that's why all of this that we're talking about is taken with a grain of salt. 
Right. Because, for example, Plainfield North in AA Travis in eight A is taking on five and three Yorkville. Plainfield North sitting at four and four. They have forty four points right now. That's a lot of points. They get the win. They're right in. Now. They get the win. They're in easily. Mm-hmm. Even someone like a, a Flossner Homewood or a O'Fallon. O'Fallon has thirty nine points, not including games taking place Friday. That numbers can go up. Mm-hmm. A team that has twenty nine points has no way of getting in. Right. <coughs> so, like, you look at at seven A, Plainfield Central and Moline. Both of those, well, maybe not Plainfield. They're taking on seven one Juliet West, but Moline's taking on three and five Sterling. But they only have twenty eight points. They don't have enough points. Mm-hmm. They're not getting in. Right. That's what it's going to come down to is the points. And I'd even look at someone in six A Travis like a Fox Lake Grant, five wins, thirty points of five wins. You got to get a sixth win. Yeah, it's two and six North Chicago, so they should. They should win, and you but know, if they don't, it's a pretty low. Point that's a low total point total. That they're gonna get a pretty low seed. I, another one, Travis is Marion in five A. I know I'm jumping around here a little bit. <laughs> I apologize, but they only have twenty eight points. Right. Is that going to be enough? Again, when you compare it to that 8A school that has 40 right now, no. No. It's not enough. Yeah. And Marion's facing Mattoon. Right. Should be a win. They should get to five easily. Yeah. But they're not going to have the points, depending on how many other teams win. We talked about it yesterday, that there are 77 teams right now with five wins. There's 144 fighting for 107 spots, and 71 already have five wins. But just because you have five wins, Coach Watkins, you heard it just a little bit ago in his interview, five wins guarantees you nothing. You're right. Yeah, this year more than ever. So you have to get six. And there's going to be some five and four teams that don't make it. And there are going to be some one and two-way schools that will be moving. Yeah. Yeah, there definitely will be some movement. And again... I, I talked about it uh, last week, I believe. Arthur, if you're comfortable at one, don't get comfortable for too long. Because I think Arthur will be one of the teams that moved up to 2A. But currently, right now, they're already uh, projected in 2A here. Okay, well, last week they were in 1A. So they've already made that adjustment. Yeah, because we've talked about them before. They're kind of on the border there. They're 303 Mm -hmm. is the uh, classification enrollment. Right. And the cutoff is 296 and a half for a 2A. In 2A, I look at Carlinville, Travis. Uh, Let's see. Where's Carlinville at? Um, Let's see. In 3A. 2A. Moving up to 3A. Well, they're already projected here in 3A. Okay. So, see, they're already making adjustments, which I'm glad, but. They have a 412 enrollment classification, and the cutoff is 406 and a half for 3A. Yep. yep. Which it wasn't last week. When I came up with my thing for 3A, uh, cutoff was 418 and a half. So, they've lowered that to get more teams into 3A. Hmm. 
Yeah. So these are the things that are going to keep evolving based off of who wins Friday. Sure. These numbers we're talking about here on Thursday afternoon are still not going to be the right numbers whenever we get to Saturday evening. Right. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. And obviously one of the things that uh, looking out for in 4A from an FEM perspective, mm-hmm. obviously you got to get to win number five. Yes, most important. I beat Centralia and, you know, as we, we talked and after I talked to Coach Hef and you heard that uh, there, you know, two and six, it's a little deceptive. You know, they played some tough competition and they've actually put up some points with that competition. So, you know, if FEM goes down there and they think that they should just show show up off the bus and um, that's not going to be enough. Mm-hmm. You, you got to come to play and you got to you have enough points. 41 right now, even before games are played, you're fine. But you just got to get to that fifth win. And then you look at it and you just hope that you avoid one of the top seeds. And, you know, I know there's some projections out there as we've gone along and it's kind of evolved as we've went along, even during the season, you know, some projections, Murfreesboro. Well, uh, they're actually facing, I don't know if this will, the seeds may flip flop uh, here in 4A because Murfreesboro is actually playing uh, the, uh, team uh, DeCoin, and as I looked to last night, it changed from last night. Yeah, they're uh, number one in 3A mm-hmm. uh, right now is DeCoin on here. So, you know, if Rochester beats Sacred Griffin, they could possibly flip-flop. Uh, FEM could get, uh, if they get that fifth win, they could get uh, Rochester again. Uh, Greenville possibly uh, as well. Uh, I saw one another projection of Kwani, uh potentially as well. They're facing three and five Aurora Central Catholic. So uh, the thing about that is with the top three here in 4A is that Murfreesboro, Rochester, Greenville, they're all, I mean, Greenville, 542 right now, classification enrollment in the 4A cutoff here on the website here is uh, 531.5. So I think Greenville is still pretty pretty solid yeah uh their problem is the top three seeds are all here in the south so yeah yeah face a, a really that's gonna cause problems a really solid squad and yeah it could cause some some issues mm-hmm. there from that perspective so um you know you got the top three seeds in the south and then uh sprinkled in but then Probably besides Kwani, the next closest would be like Breeze Central in the south, I would think. So uh, it's kind of where you're at in 4A right now. So we'll just have to see everything that shakes out on mm-hmm. Friday. And you know, like we keep saying, you know, there's a lot of games that are toss-ups up in the air. I mean, even in 4A, there's a lot of toss-ups yeah. as well. So. Like I said, we are not going to know until the final game is done on Saturday. That's how this is shaping out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's to that point. And that's a lot better. A lot better than last season. Yes, it is. A lot better in the sense of intrigue, wonder. I'm sure it's not exciting for No, them. it's not fun for the coaches. It's not fun for the players. But for us, 
It's fun. For us, for us here, for the fans, yes, it's fun. Mm-hmm. So we'll uh, we'll look at that and look at the matchups that are important tomorrow. Yes, we will on tomorrow's program. So conference championships on the line, playoff spots on the line. Teams could clinch it. Teams on the bubble get their fifth win. So. Uh, this is what we got. Week nine. Yep. Week nine. Be here tomorrow. Yep, definitely be here tomorrow. <clears throat> so I think that's uh, I think that's all. I think that's it. That's all for. Uh, I got nothing else for the playoffs until tomorrow at least. Oh yeah. So, all right, we'll uh, get on out of here then. And uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. We we'll back to. Uh, ramp up that playoff coverage and talk about the MLB postseason games that happened today preview of the weekend of course Illini homecoming it's yeah. Wisconsin Illini basketball on tomorrow. tomorrow as well so it's a stacked show for your Friday and we'll be back to talk about it all tomorrow manana if you will we'll talk to you then peace out peace out